Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, it's Krista Allen, you're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! It's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 126 for Wednesday, October 9th, 2019. How's it going, onesies? How is your day going? How's your week? How is everything about you inside and out? Need the deets? Need your personal Wikipedia page? Guys, this week, I will be telling you about... Uh, I saw the movie Joker, right? Everyone's talking about that. I'm sure you can't go on the internet without that thing popping up here or there. Um, I also had a Manny Petty. Ooh, I'm a fancy bitch. I took care of myself in that regard. Um, I also, uh, went to headline shows in Thunder Bay. Um, I got some funny little stories from that, about the flights, the travel, uh, I've been watching a show on Netflix called haunting at Hill house. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I got some, you know, I got some books and I got some stuff to, to read for you guys later on. That's going to be it. It's going to be, we can do this episode. I am recording. Uh, this is my second episode I'm recording today. And as always, I'm recording on Tuesday, day before this comes out for you guys. I uh, posted an alternate episode for uh, 125 and I explain all that. So feel free to take a listen to that one if you like. And uh, yeah, so let's just dive right into it. So uh, last week... Um, I was doing the, uh, the very last of a, an activation for the Canadian blood services. One more time, Canada needs blood. So any of my listeners in Canada, if you want to donate, just call one 888 to donate, um, or, uh, download the give blood app. And, uh, you know, you can, you can donate some of your time and your, uh, your plasma, your blood. Um, I know it's a lot to ask. Um, I don't even personally, I don't make anything. It's not like I get referrals or anything like that. It's just, uh. You know, God forbid any of us one day needs it. So there, that's, that's my, my, my CBS, my Canadian blood services, uh, plug for, for you guys. Um, they didn't ask me to do that. It's just after working with them for a few days and seeing how many people do not want to do it. Like I used to think that they had a reasonable amount of donors, but, uh, a lot of people are like, I'm afraid of needles. I'm like, you have five, 15 tattoos on you. You know what I mean? Like people are fucking whatever. I, every episode I, I complain about how bad people are. Not bad. They're just fucked up priorities. <laughs> Yelling at you guys two minutes into the podcast. My listeners are good people. I know you guys are good people. You just, you know, all of us are like everybody else. You know, you guys, you guys call me on my shit when I fucking, you know, when I go against what I say. And you know what? You all do it too. So go fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I saw the movie, uh, Joker on Thursday night. It was funny. Cause I had some friends who were like, Hey man, no, you're getting ready to fly out first thing on Friday morning. But you know, if you want to come see something, like, yeah, absolutely. I got my shit together. Uh, you know, I spent like my one day getting some things prepped and admin and whatnot done. And then, uh, yeah. So Thursday I went to, to hang out with my friend, Lydia, we went and got Manny Petty's done. All right. And you're like, you just said the Joker thing. And the Joker thing came afterwards. All right. So let me get this thing in order. So I remember, uh, by the way, you know, if, uh, if you're listening for the first time, I don't know where you're like, who is this fucking guy? You know what? Manicures and pedicures. They're relatively new to me the last few years. All right. But you know, you get a group on for something. You're like, ah, fuck it. You know why? Why? Like you'd go for a massage or maybe you wouldn't. Okay. But you go for a massage. Why the fuck wouldn't you take care of your hands and your feet? Fellas, guys, why do we look down our nose at that? Right? Like it's something, you know, I don't know. Maybe you guys are a lot of, you know, uh, homophobic or something like that. You think, you know, if you get your fucking, your feet and your nails taken, your feet and your hands, I should say, taken care of, you know, that it says something about you. Here's the thing. I think that guys should get it done more than women. All right. I'm not talking about the paint in your nails shit. I don't do that. As a matter of fact, I made the mistake of, of letting them put clear coat on my nails. Cause I think they've done that before at other places that I've gone to, but it's usually gone in a day. And I'm like, okay. It's just like, like basically, you know, it's like screen protectors for your fingernails. I'm like, yeah, yeah, do it up clear, whatever. Well, it has been a week 
and my fingers are still, and you know what? I can see the fucking paint coming off the edges of them. So it's starting to look really shitty. It, they're actually looking like, you know, cell phones that had a screen protector on where, you know, you just didn't care for it and it looks all shitty. And you're like, just take the fucking thing off. It looks worse. It looks worse on, on than it does off. But, uh, and it's the first time that it's lingered. I'm like, okay, fuck, I'm going to Thunder Bay. I can't, I can't, you know, it's not a, a super progressive place. Let's, let's, uh, let's get this fucking shit off my fingernails. <laughs> I kind of did it as a laugh when I was there, but then I'm like, all right, get off my nails, get off my nails. You look, you, my nails are shiny. They're, they're clear, they're transparent, but they're fucking shiny and it's weird. Um, but anyways, going back to it, you know, in terms of the, the, you know, you go for a mani pedi, all right, that's manicure, pedicure there. Um, you get in your, uh, you know, they, they, they basically, they use this weird, like cheese grater thing on your foot that gets rid of all the dead skin. They, they take care of it. You know, it's like a, it's like a facial for your foot sole. You know what I mean? It's uh, it feels good. They usually do like a calf massage, a foot massage, scrape all the dead skin off. They do like, I mean, listen, I got a fucking gut. All right. You know how hard it is for me to get down and trim my fucking toenails. They get in there and they, they clean all the little cuticles. They get rid of the dead skin. They fucking, they, they take care of you. Basically they take care of you. And as guys, we're on our feet all the time, right? We're using our hands. Why wouldn't we go somewhere where they're going to be like, just let me just take care of your hands for you. You know what I mean? It's a more intense version of just, you know, general care, right? You know, you, you shower, you brush your teeth, you know, why wouldn't you go somewhere where they're going to fucking clean the shit out of your hands and your feet, the, the, the most work part of your body. You, you owe it to yourself, fellas, to give it a fucking try. Take care of yourselves. Anyways, I went because there was like a half, uh half price thing going on at the place that I went to. So normally you pay 30 bucks or 40 bucks for a uh, Manny Petty. I tell you pretty goddamn good deal as is, you know what I mean? I think 40 bucks to get your feet and your hands taken care of once every couple. I do it like once a year. So it's not like I'm doing it all the time, but, um, but it fucking, it feels good. You know, just take your, your fucking troll fingers, your ogre fingers and feet, you know, and just bring them in there and have someone, someone just take care of me. Like I said, and they massage your hands and, ah, oh, it feels great feels great. And I'm not ashamed. And I got, we went for a half price, 20, 20 bucks and change. Oh my God. Amazing. What a great time I had. What a great time. And then, uh, I actually took, I, I went for like the, the, the full treatment, you know, I got the hand relief only it was my hands that were being relieved. <laughs> they didn't use their hands and do any of that. It's not, it's not like that, by the way, there's no, I don't think there's a happy ending that you can get there. You know what I mean? Unless they like pop a blister on your finger or something like that. That's the only stuff that's squirting out of you. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, I was trying to think of something that could come out of you. At a, you know, there, anyways, that there's, there's no, uh, there's no happy ending there. You're just happy because you feel good. You stand, you feel like, ah, oh, your feet feel soft. It's like when you're a kid and you're in the bath too long and you're, you're all pruny. You don't prune up, but it's just that, that the whole like, oh, my hands and feet feel moisturized. It's amazing. Amazing. I love it. I love it. So, uh, did that. Then I went to Joker. I, I thought I'd have time to go home and like, you know, shower or something like that. It's not that I needed it, but I, you know, I showered before and I just thought, you know, eh, maybe I'll go home and change my clothes. Cause I was wearing sort of like relaxed stuff for, you know, sandals and shit like that. Cause I'm uh, getting, uh, getting my tootsies done <laughs> there. I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying it sounds manly. All I'm saying is that we, as guys being, being in big fucking feet and work boots, sweating and shit. I mean, women, they take care of their toes. They're on display all the time, but I'm saying their feet get to breathe. You know, they, they, they care about themselves in that regard, right? They're not fucking twisting bolts and busting their fingers and ripping themselves open all the time, working on heavy. I'm not saying never, like every woman doesn't, you know, I get covered my ass. I mean, it's 2019. Of course there's, there's some fucking, uh, there is some ugly treacherous. <laughs> I'm trying to be inclusive, but I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to work with my fucking hands. I work with my goddamn mouth. You know what I mean? And not in the, you know, in the bathroom of a truck stop kind of way. I work with my mouth in terms of my jokes and my content, but I'll be honest. I still work around the house. I still build things and put things together. You know, I can change a fucking tire. So yeah, my hands and there's, and there's women out there too, but I'm telling you, there's the occasional woman mechanic. I don't know why. You know, that's kind of a job where if, you know, you don't have any reading skills or whatever, they're like, all right, turn this this way and turn that that way and pick this up and stuff that in and connect that. That's, there you go. You know, you got to do a job where you, where you pull something down and grease covers your face. All right, there you go. But all I'm saying is everybody deserves, even those guys, you know, your hands are covered in motor oil and grease all the time. Why wouldn't you treat yourself to a goddamn manicure every now and again? Go there, have them fucking shave off the dead shit on your fingers put some oils in there, push them cuticles back, huh? Less stuff to get snagged on a fucking 
you know, a nut, a nut thread or something. I don't know. What, what could your finger, just your cuticles get snagged on. All right. Anyways, full advocate of Manny Petty's for the fellas. All right. Strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. <laughs> Go get a Manny Petty, you fucking animal. Get it done every now and again. You know, your woman will want to hold your hand. Oh my God, your hands. He works with his hands, but he takes, that's, that's the thing, right? Maybe women will notice that. You big gruff beer belly hanging out. But when they hold your hand, they're like, it doesn't feel like I'm holding hands with a fucking cinder block, you know, calloused old fucker. You know, you could still have big fingers, but well taken care of. Anyways, I think I'm, I'm, I've, I've made my points, the points that I care to make. All right. So that's what I did. And then I went to see Joker. Joker was, uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. I got to say, it's probably the best DC movie I've ever seen. Um, like, like the dark Knight was good with the, the original Joker there, Heath Ledger original, like the 97th Joker. But with that Joker, he was really good. He was one, he was a game, game changing Joker, let's say. Um, and then what's his face? Uh, Jared Leto tried to follow it. Garbage Joker garbage. And then, uh, yeah, the story was good. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give any spoilers. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix did a great job, and it's like there's times in the movie where you're like, you're like, could he? Like, can I see him as the Joker? Joker, and you know, there's great things. There's great explanations for why he has a maniacal laugh. Um, good movie, good movie. Um, there are parts where it drags on. I say needlessly, but maybe there's. It's one of those things where I'm like, maybe there's something to it that just went over my head, and that's another thing too. I, I don't feel like I'm the be-all and I know like I get everything. Um, I like movies where, you know, there's makes you work a little bit, but you know, it's not like you, you have to watch it. Like if you have to watch a, a YouTube video where the director is like, well, here's what I was trying to say. Dude, motherfucker, go, go say it in your movie. You know, why do I have to do a bunch of research afterwards to figure out what the fuck you were trying to say in a goddamn comic book movie? It was well done. Well done. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was amazing. Um, it was written and directed by Todd Phillips. He was written with someone else, but Todd Phillips, the guy who wrote, uh, road trip. I don't know if he wrote all these, but he definitely directed, he directed road trip. He directed old school. He directed the hangover movies. This is a guy who comes from comedy background and he does a dark, and I wouldn't even say this is a comedy. Uh, you know, he comes from, and then he's doing this dark fucking, I would say drama piece movie. Great fucking great movie. Um, it's more of a, I want to say when you're watching it, it's not like it's great as it's constantly action packed and every scene's amazing. There's, it's a really interesting mental piece to just watch a psyche change and things like that. Great, great movie has elements from all sorts of different movies in it nods to other things that you can see some people like calling it out like, Oh, it's already been done. Blah, blah, blah. The director made mention well in advance that there's nods to these things, just like Jordan Peele did in get out where he was nodding to like Rosemary's baby and Texas chainsaw at moments. And, uh, Halloween. I don't know if it's a Texas chainsaw story, but Halloween was the one I was going for where at the very beginning, it's the street with all the trees and the hedges looks very, you know, reminiscent of the parts in, in Halloween. So, um, yeah, good movie. Go see it. There you go. Joker. Um, what else we got here? Um, Thunder Bay. All right. So I went to Thunder Bay to do shows. Last time I was there was 2017. It was January. It was negative 40 and it was very hard to be outside in those conditions. This time I went back, got the gig, uh, early Monday, booked my flight, $700 round trip. So it was very expensive, but you know, ideally I didn't make, um, well, we'll get to that. Um, ideally I wasn't going to be making, uh, as much for the weekend, but I actually didn't have anything booked this weekend, either stand up or whatever. So I was like, Hey, last minute, what a great way to fill in the weekend. No problem. You know, basically I'll share with you guys was spend 700 and then make 500. So I'm like, Oh, not bad for two days gone Friday morning, back Sunday afternoon. Well, uh, flew Porter. It was a great experience. Uh, they, they killed a lot of things that they used to have that made it good. But so ideally, you know, there was no, uh, no, no screens in the back of the seat. So I had to bring my own shit. And the only thing I had saved to my iPhone in terms of Netflix, right? When you're up in the air, there's no reception was, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh fuck. Okay. I gotta, I gotta tell you guys this. I gotta tell you this Think Think of me what you will, but it was, it was weird. It was re it was really weird. <sighs> so yeah, haunting at Hill house is what I had downloaded on my phone. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. If I fucking remember. Um, cause we all know, you know, I can get started talking about one thing. It makes me think of another, which is clearly how I just remembered the story. Um, so I buy, I buy my tickets and they're expensive. Okay. I get a call 
or an email saying, Hey, would you like to upgrade your seats? And I was like, well, maybe they're offering me an upgrade because I paid so much money. I'm basically paying 350 bucks, um, per, per, you know, direction. And I'm, I'm only in the air for like three hours. Like I'm, I'm up and down, up and down. That's it. Right. Auto Toronto, Toronto, Thunder Bay. And it's not, it's not even three hours. So most of the, the, the three hour trip is waiting around boarding, not boarding, whatever. So I uh, get this email saying, would you like to, would you like to upgrade? You know, Hey Josh, we just noticed that, you know, you know, would you like to, would you like an upgrade? And I was like, Oh, that's amazing. You know, it's only $20 more for the seats at the front, but I'm like, okay, well maybe they're offering me a free upgrade. I know that airlines do that. I, I noticed that the plane wasn't overly sold. There was a lot of space remaining on it. When I bought my tickets, I would say over 50% on both flights. Um, but I was like, yeah, I'll grab this. And, uh, you know, maybe they're offering me a free upgrade. So I, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. I mean, I click on the upgrade now and whatever, and it's not letting me do anything. So I call them and say, Hey, like I got an email saying, uh, like, you know, Hey, would you like to upgrade? Um, I go, but I don't, I don't know where the thing is. So where do I upgrade? And they're like, Oh, well you can buy a $20 seat upgrade. I'm like, yeah, I, I could do that when I bought the flight in the first place. When I bought the seat in the first place, I, I had the option to upgrade. I chose not to. They're like, yeah, well, we just want to let you know that you can, you can do that. I'm like, don't, I'm like, take me off. I don't want that. I go, I'm, I'm an adult. I bought the seat I wanted to buy in the first place. I'm already p- spending so much money. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want you to email me and tell me, I'm like, are you going to email me again and tell me I could buy a, a, a checked bag? I didn't do that either. You know, I don't, I don't, don't fucking bother me. You know, I go, I don't like that at all. I go, it's expensive enough. And the fact that you're going to, you're going to spam me and tell me I can pay you more money. Go fuck yourself. So I get to the airport. And I wanted to ask the people, I go, Hey, do you guys ever do that? That free upgrade thing? You know, like, I'm like, I noticed there was a lot of seats in the front that were still available. A lot of the $20 more, you know, and they're like, yeah, we don't really do that. We don't really upgrade people. And I go, why not? I thought, you know, it makes people feel good. And they're like, nah, we don't really do that. And then they go, to be honest with you, the seats are exactly the same on all the flights. There's no difference in the seats. And I go, then why do, why do some at the front cost 20, $20 more? And they're like, well, a couple of them are like emergency exits. So you have like a little bit of more leg room, a couple of them, not all of them. Not all of them. So I'm like, okay, fine. Just tell me where the Porter lounge is. And they go, oh, it's not here anymore. Like, what do you mean it's not here anymore? They're like, yeah, well, we, we upgrade, we move people forward for free now. Um, so like if you're on a, you know, let's say you're waiting for a 1 a.m. or sorry, 1 p.m. flight and there's one at 10 a.m., you know, we, instead of, we don't need people to, places for you to wait around because, um, we just move you to a sooner flight, which I later found out is not true. Uh, so they're like, yeah, so we don't have the big, there's no point in using, you know, for the lounge because we don't have people waiting around anymore. And I go, all right, I get, I get that. You're not going to pay for real estate. You're not using, but it turned out that wasn't true, at least according to like several other Porter people that I spoke to since. So I'm like, okay, so no Porter lounge and no upgrade. So anyways, I go to get on the plane and they, uh, you know, I'm the first one boarded on. And they're like, actually, sir, we upgraded you to one of the seats. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. They're like, no worries. We thought we'd take care of you. I get on the plane. And this is where I might sound like an asshole. I'm going to need you to stick with me on this one. Okay. I'm going to need you to guys. It's a story I told while I was on stage in Thunder Bay too. So I get on the, I'm, I'm walking down the, the, the hallway. I'm the very first person. I'm thinking, wow, I've I'm the, never been the first one on the plane before. I'm not going to get stuck behind people trying to put my bags and whatever. And I got upgraded. And you know what? This is, you know, this, this ex- big expenditure is starting to feel a little bit better. I get on the plane. There's already people on it. I guess. And it's the accessibility, um, seating I'm like, Oh, okay. And I go to find my seat and I'm sitting next to, to a person who is blind because I've learned through many sensitivity trainings, not like court order or anything, you know, the way I am, I'm a good person. I love everybody, but I've had to do all sorts of things for, you know, marketing and whatnot, where they're like, yeah, when you see a person with a disability, you always see the person first. You don't say blind person because that means you see the disability first. You say, no, no, a person who is blind. And in my head, and I will share publicly with you, I've never fucking, I've never, I understand the logic behind the statement. I don't see how it changes anything. What people say and how they act are two very different things. So saying, oh, this person is blind next to me. Like, does the person, I really want to know, do the people who have these uh, different abilities really feel a difference from hearing that? You know, like if someone's just going to go, ah, this person who's blind, blah, 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 blah. And then they just talk about them like that. I I think some of you might understand what I'm saying. Do you think it it doesn't change the disability at all? It doesn't change anything. It just changes how you say it. I don't think that someone saying that even changes how they view that person. 
You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I'd really be fascinated because I'm like, I'm a fat fuck. I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. Could you not see the fat first? All right. I am a fuck who is fat. All right. Do not see my body type first. You know, I, I am a person first and a, and a fat fuck second. I'm a fuck who is fat. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, if it helps cool but that's one of those things it's not like a word that like eliminates the other word right you're not you're not saying oh it's a person oh they're just a person and then like oh if if the logic i don't know if the argument was like hey don't say blind person because why does that matter you know just say a person and if someone's like you start telling a story and they don't understand why the fuck something's going on then you go i don't understand oh well this this person was blind oh I understand now. And of course there is a person who's blind and I, I always saw them as the person first in this story. You never mentioned it, but of course it's an important piece of information. And now that I know it, am I ever glad, but I've already built them up as the person first. And now you can mention that. And my, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, I, I, I probably sound like a fucking idiot. I just, I'm big on language and I don't see how that little adjust. I get the logic. Oh, well, that means you're seeing the the person first, not the disability. Look, I'll say whatever you want and I'll never say a mean thing to anybody, but I'll tell you what I fucking saw first when I got on that plane. All right. And it wasn't, uh, uh, whatever. Look, uh, this is what happened to me at the time. All right. I was already frustrated. Maybe it was just a result of me being, no, you know, it's not. I, 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 I hate the dilution of language. I don't, I don't like it. I think words are important. And I think that the more we dilute shit, the less people understand. I don't think it's more inclusive or more understanding. I think it's less understanding. I think it's less whatever. And maybe it's just that I'm, I'm, you know, round and third headed to 40, you know, and, uh, and I'm just too old. My, my fucking hardware is too old and I can't take the new updates. Okay. But as it stands, I got on the plane thinking, Hey, I got this great upgrade. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be sitting next to a person who's blind. No problem. However, I don't want to hurt anybody that may have been lost so far. Cause I haven't really said it. I don't want to hurt anybody. I've never been that person, but I get uncomfortable and I get, I, and I worry and I get anxious that I might say or do something that would hurt somebody. And I always, when I'm in a panicked, anxious, nervous, fearful state, I tend to do worse than if I was comfortable. So my upgrade was to sit in the front where the, with the accessibility seating. And now I'm, I'm sitting next to someone. I'm going to put my earbuds in and I'm worried that I might say or do something, you know, at one point we were flying and she was a very nice person. We never, I, we never exchanged names, even though I asked her her name, she was very nice. She would ask me a question. I would answer it, And I would ask her the same question and she would be like uncomfortable in answering it. I'm like, but you just asked me like what my, where I'm going. I just asked you where you're going. You know, you asked me what I do for a living. And I, I asked you what you do for a living. And she'd be like, mm-hmm. like, which wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know if she was uncomfortable. So she asked questions and never expected me to, to ask her anything back. Maybe people just never asked her anything. I don't know. I don't fucking know. But at one point I was just like, look at the window and I don't fly off and I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm still amazed that like, you know, I'm in the sky and I'm looking down at the clouds, right? You'll usually, you look up at the clouds. I'm looking down at the tops of the clouds and it's amazing. And I can see the shadow of the plane on the, not part of it. I, I could see the, the literal entire outline of the plane on the clouds. And I'm like, I'm like, that's amazing. I, I was just like, look at that. You can see. And of course, immediately as soon as those words come out of my head, you know, it's this, it's like, look at that. Yeah. I just asked a blind person to look at that. Fuck it. And I didn't mean to, I'm just, and I they want to go, Oh, sorry. Like, like I was being trying to, you know, like it was being funny or something. I wasn't, I was just like, I, I just kind of caught myself and clenched my teeth. Like, Oh, fuck you fucking idiot. And it's so uncomfortable. I started watching my thing, my phone. And she's like, you know, and I've got my earbuds in. So I didn't realize if she was trying to talk to me, I wouldn't hear her. She may very well have at some point, And I, I didn't want to seem like I was ignoring her. You know, at one point we got our coffee and our snacks and I saw her arranging things on the tables so she could find them. At one point I saw her looking for the peanuts that I guess had slid to one part of the table. I wanted to push them towards her hand to help her out. I didn't because that's like stealing someone's independence or whatever it is. Like I just, all these different things. It was so, I don't know what I sound like. I don't know if I sound like someone like a, my, my upgrade ended up being stressful. It wasn't a good thing to me. It was a bad thing. And it was only because I don't know how to act. I'm not blaming the other person. I'm not like, oh man, I sure would. It wasn't like a crying baby. Because even that, that's something that has to happen. I had crying babies on both flights. I can only imagine how much worse it was for her having those senses heightened 
I just the whole the the the, the upgrade the thing not not a good thing for me. I got I was just worried and uncomfortable and afraid I might say or do something that would be hurtful. Um and and I did I don't think I did. But I mean it was like it's just even even like I'm hypersensitive to language like when she said um you know, she'd ask me some thing about like oh like like uh you know, I don't know. I think maybe at one point something, I may have had my phone, my, my Bluetooth things didn't connect properly or something like that. So they, you know, maybe had the screaming come out of the thing. And I was like, oh, it's on my, you know, it's on my phone. I'm like, and I wanted to ask her at one point, we were talking about something. I was going to say, oh, like, hey, have you ever, have you ever seen blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, the like, have you ever seen? Uh, I'm going to go with no. No. Have you ever heard the movie? Like it's, I just, I didn't like shit like that where I just, I, and maybe she picks up on it. I mean, I'm sure there's people who don't give a fuck or people who are way more nervous and more vocal about how nervous. I don't know. I just didn't like it. You know, I, I, I was uncomfortable already from flying. Okay. I don't fly a lot and I'm nervous. I don't like giving up control going, eh, it's gonna be the last time I'm alive. Let's go up in this plane and let's make my final fucking, yeah, that's all. I just, I, I exist in a panic state. I don't want to hurt anybody. I've, I've expressed it. It was not a good experience in the plane. Um, she got off in Toronto and I can't remember if I even had anyone sitting next to her. I, yeah, of course I did. Oh, we had to transfer planes because some, there was issue with the planes. We got off in Toronto and I had to transfer to something else. You know, I was, it was terrible. It was terrible. I, um, it wasn't terrible. I, I just was really uncomfortable. And then I was like, what the fuck's going on? Is the plane breaking? I just got Thunder Bay, super happy to be in Thunder Bay. Uh, it was picked up by, um, by the booker, uh, brought me to the hotel. I, basically just did nothing but paperwork and computer work. I wanted to rest before the show, but did all the stuff, uh, went to the show, had two great shows, absolutely fantastic time. I really enjoyed the shows. Um, there was a, uh, you know, I think on, on Saturday I went and had breakfast in the morning at the hotel. It was great. Um, went back up, got more work done. We went to have dinner at a place, uh, called five forks on Saturday night, did two shows Saturday night. Um, I've been playing around with new material. Uh, I mentioned some of these jokes, um, on stage things went well, I recorded all the shows. And if guys, if I'd had more time since I'd been home, I would have gone through and actually had some really funny interactions, um, while I was there. And I would love to have pulled them off of the audio and, and stuck them in this uh, episode. It was just, a, I didn't have enough time to listen to four hour long sets, uh, to find these certain gems and play them for you. But, uh, maybe someday, maybe someday if I had a chance to get through them, I'll, I'll plug them in future episodes, but there was some funny little interactions. I did, uh, did half material, half crowd work, did some new jokes. There was a couple who was celebrating, I guess, uh, anniversary or something they'd come up to, uh, to, uh, Thunder Bay from marathon, Ontario. I thought the guy said, I said, what do you do for a living? And I thought, and he said, I'm from marathon. I thought he said, I run marathons. And he was like, in his, it seemed like he was in his sixties. So I was like, Jesus Christ, you run marathon for a living. And he's like, no, I'm from marathon. He's like, I work in the, I work in the gold mine. I was like, oh, okay. So I was chatting with him briefly. And he mentioned what he did. Um, big, big mining town. And then I was chatting with his wife and I asked her, uh, I asked her what she did for a living and she's like, I, 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 I don't, don't do much or whatever. I'm like, oh, so you're a gold digger too. <laughs> Cause he's mentioned how he makes good money, but you work in a gold mine making, making money. And I don't know. I, I can't remember how I phrased it, but the fucking, the pop that I got off of that line, I go, oh, so you're both gold diggers. The fucking crowd loved it. Laughed hard. I had such a fun time. I really did. I had a really good time. Um, I wish I'd made, you know, more and I, and I, you know, my, my flights home were actually pretty straightforward up and down. Uh, I sat next to nice people. It was, uh, wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. The, the turbulence was a little rough coming home and that, that scared me. Um, I, uh, I gotta throw this out here, guys. I gotta throw it out here because it's stressing me out. It has been stressing me out ever since. Um, gigs were over Saturday night. I, 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 set up. I shouldn't, I fucking shouldn't have done this. I was trying to be nice to the booker. He was basically picking me up and dropping me off for the shows and stuff and picked me up from the airport. Um, I set up a shuttle to, to save him from having to come in. He lives out of town, uh, to come in and, and take me to the airport, um, to, to save him some trouble. So I chatted with him at the end of the shows on Saturday night. And I said, yeah, you know, Hey, he's going to take me, uh, I got the hotel to take me. So you don't have to do that. He's like, great. I will send you an e-transfer for your pay. I got to tell you guys, nothing is more fucking stressful. I think to anybody working, especially out of town where you're not going to see the person again, then, Hey, yeah, I'll send you an e-transfer. 
because I'm leaving and I don't have my money. And let's just say that at the time of this recording, that is still the case. Um, I have communicated since and I've received no responses. So sorry for all the lip smacking. I'm still in my aligners, still in the aligners, uh, waiting for new ones. So I'll be wearing these ones for these ones are nice and loose on there. They got the teeth right where they want them. So they kind of just slide in and off when I chat and I apologize for all the sounds, but, uh, yeah, I've sent, uh, I've sent messages and where communication, I never went one or two more minutes without hearing from them while we were, you know, there in town and everything. I'm now more than 24 hours, uh, since my last message, not sorry, not since my last message. Um, I communicated with Sunday night when I got home. And it was like, great, glad to know you're home. And then the next day I asked for the transfer. Nothing. More than 24 hours, hours no response. I have asked again today, and it's been uh, several hours since that message. No response. So this is, uh, this is the, this can happen in my industry where you work, you don't get paid. I've had people, um, not pay me for a few days afterwards. And I kind of had to say, Hey, like what's going on here, you know, and they communicated and they always had an excuse or something like that, but they communicated. This is, I, at this point I've been ghosted and, uh, I'm pretty far from it. It's not much I can do. I can't just, you know, head down there and say, Hey, uh, where's my money? Um, so I'm, uh, I was worried. I was apprehensive. I'm my, my fears and concerns have seemingly been way more than confirmed at this point. So that's something that happens in my industry. And, and the thing is too, I had communicated when he was asking me to come down, um, where, you know, what the flights were costing and everything like that. So he's, he's aware of how much I spent. And, uh, so I'm trying to give uh, a little bit of benefit of the doubt that maybe it's just tough and he's putting the funds together and doesn't want to communicate right now. I'm trying to really be naive and think, oh, well, maybe he's just not uh, not in cell phone reception or something for some reason right now. So I'm, uh, I'm uh, keeping hope alive, but it, uh, it feels like I just took a really big hit. So it's not just that I gave a weekend and worked and didn't get paid. It's the amount of my own personal money I had to put out up front to book those flights and to go there. So, uh, it's not looking good. It's looking like I just took a huge fucking hit anyways, but that's something that you get in, uh, in this industry. And I've, I've, uh, I've never, well, I don't think I've ever not been paid. I think I've had to fight and, and, and really hunt down the money. So, uh, stay tuned next week, I guess. And I'll let you know how it plays out, but, uh, I'll tell you, it's a re it's really heavy on me right now really, really heavy on me because, uh, I've got a lot of, of other stuff, uh, whatever. I, I mean, you know what? I, I, I'm, I don't mind being forward about it, but maybe a lot of people will just listen to it. Like I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not looking for anything from anybody. I'm not looking for charity or anything. I'm just saying it's, uh, that's a lot of money to not get back. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. I've got a lot of like my marketing gigs and stuff that I've done, but a lot of those balls are still up in the air too. So, you know, I, I kind of haven't really received any revenue for like the last two, three weeks. And I know you guys with steady paychecks. You're like, yeah, I never get, you know, email for two, at least, you know, it's coming and you know, the schedule with all these different companies, you're working with different marketing. That's basically, uh, for, for one of the activations, I spent the day, the first day I was in Thunder Bay at the hotel, just communicating with several departments going, Hey, uh, how do we submit our shit for this? So Basically, I'm waiting on a lot of money at this point, but, uh, but the, uh, the old bill collectors, uh, they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit what your story is. They just, uh, they just, in fact, a lot of them, we don't even communicate. I just wake up in the morning and I see that they've plucked their, their ducats out of my account. And that's normally not a problem, but, uh, right now, Jesus, it's a little fucking tight. That's all I got to say. So, um, if, if you feel any tension from this episode, please know that it's, uh, you know, life, it is what it is. That's, and that's, you know what, that's what happens with artists and stuff. You, you chase a dream and there are people out there who will, who will try to fuck you over in the meantime. So I hope that next week I will tell you, you know what, just had to wait a few days and you know, whatever it is, uh, resolved itself. Um, yeah. 
sorry, just a lot of internal stuff. Okay. So watching, uh, I've been watching house, uh, haunt the, what is the haunting at house in the hill or whatever. It's a Netflix series. I think it came out last year. Normally I'll watch the, the scary shit or whatever when it first comes out. But, uh, yeah, just something I put on the phone. I think I tried something else came out and I looked at it and it got shitty reviews, but then like I jumped on rotten tomatoes to see what the percentages were. And then I saw like, you know, if you like that, you will also like the house, the hill house one. Cause everyone was saying that was good. And that one got much, uh, higher ratings. It's freaky. It's creepy. A lot of just jump scares. The story's not horrible, but it's not amazing either. I'm still, you know, halfway through it. So I'm, I'm watching that. I think I watched one episode of season nine of the walking dead last night too. And to be honest, it's kind of just more of the same. I'm not really not enjoying, I think I'm out on, on walking dead. I might watch a couple more episodes to see if it gets me, but I kind of don't give a shit. I know that season 10 started on Sunday, 10 seasons. We'll see if they, uh, they can make it worth watching. Rick's got fucking short hair. looks like an idiot. Yeah, there's my review. But House in the Hill is cool. It's about a family that lived there um, and the things that they went through. There's the the mother, the father, and five kids, and every episode so far seems to be like what each kid went through. The weird thing about the show is that each one of them seems to have some sort of supernatural power, whether it's like, like oh, you know what I watched? Um, it took me several days, too, because I watched little parts of it, was Glass piece of shit fucking movie that was um that's the one the follow-up to split um the one with james mcavoy james mcavoy kills it absolutely kills the the uh range of acting on a moment's notice too this guy switching switching characters in seconds really impressive really 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 impressive james mcavoy wasted wasted on that movie uh, split was much better. Glass was so fucking stupid. Um, I won't spoil it. Just, just dumb. Watch it. Hey, you know what? It's an M night Shyamalan movie. So what was I expecting? But it is what it is. Um, I have to, I wanted to mention two story actually on Sunday morning before I caught my shuttle to the airport, I actually was, was having breakfast in the, the restaurant again. And a guy comes up to me and he goes, so, but he said, he said some little joke and I'll be honest. All my brain was thinking is like, this guy's coming up in my peripheral vision, right up to my side and says something. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like, and I kind of laugh it off. He goes, I was, I was the minor from marathon at the show last night. I was like, Oh, thank God. I go, Hey man, how are we? Did you have a good time? It was cool. We, we chatted, um, we sat down and we sort of chatted over breakfast too. Cause he was a nice guy. And him, like I said, him and his wife were up. She was, he's like, she's still sleeping, but man, did we both have a great time at your show last night? It was amazing. And it was, and he was telling me all about, you know, being a minor in marathon and now he's been there for years. Never thought he would get into that industry, but he was telling me stories about, you know, them digging and looking for stuff and what year something was prospected and how gold sort of flows downwards. So like we found the spot over here and they didn't realize the whole time it was over there. And sometimes it takes years. And then finally they found like just a few years ago, they finally found the gold that they've been looking for from like, 60s or 70s like like a company will invest that long and just keep looking and find the finding little evidence of it and they keep going it was pretty cool and how like how wide they dig the tunnels and how deep it goes and how they have like fuel stations underground to fill up equipment and stuff like that and they have lunch rooms down underground it was it was interesting it was very very interesting so i just wanted to mention that part too it's kind of cool to run into him after the show and just talk to him like a person you know um but we chatted for some time over breakfast. It was really, it was really cool. Um, house haunting at house on the hill. Take a look at that show. I watched a little bit of it here and there. Um, I, I enjoy it. Um, got a little, I think like Avengers. -y. I'm trying to think of what, what show I was watching. Oh yeah. I was talking about glass and split and all these different things. So yeah, James McAvoy wasted, wasted on that movie. It was stupid. It was an M night Shyamalan movie. You get what you fucking, yeah, you get what you pay for. That guy does not know how to write a fucking movie to save his life. He can write a good, it's like Stephen King. He can write a good story, can't write an ending. And I think even the way he thinks his endings are going to like, so it's supposed to be like a three-parter, Unbreakable, uh, Split, and then Glass, garbage. All of them garbage. Um, And I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Watch it. It's on, uh, it's on Crave right now is where I watched it. But uh, there is better. And there's a lot of holes in that fucking story. But, uh, but take a peek at that. And I was just going to say in the, in the house on the hill or whatever, haunting at house on the hill, the kids all seem to have some sort of power, whether it be premonition or that's what made me think of that is that the, one of the daughters, like if she touches something, she can see its history or whatever, um, or what happened on it or whatever. Um, and kind of like Bruce Willis's character in unbreakable and, uh, 
you know, and in glass where he, if he touches someone, he can see their past and what they did and shit like that. You know, one of the daughters has that in there. That's like, oh, look at all this stuff coming together for me. Whatever. That was, uh, that was my fucking week so far. Okay. All right. That's my week. I got a, I got a lot of my fucking mind here, guys. So, um, yeah, with, uh, with no further ado, let's move right on to the partners, huh? My partners at Portable Press. Oh, come on. Why is this not working? I've got you plugged in. I've got your, oh, cause it's turned on a zero. Oh my God. This just happened in the last episode. I had to figure it out and alter it. So let's try that again. My partners at Portable Press. Oh, there's a toilet.com. Uncle Johannes's, no, Uncle John's bathroom reader. And this week I decided to pull one from Nature Calls. I had to see a lot of nature flying over it this week, you know, and uh, the books that I read from my other partners will be coming up shortly. Might make a little bit of sense to you uh, once we get there. But I, uh, I picked an article called Animal Organs You Don't Have, huh? So, oh, you smug human, you. You can talk, walk upright, read books, and philosophize. But compared to these animals and their specialized organs, you're nothing. Well, that's a, that's kind of, you know, start me with an egg here book. Make me feel shitty about myself before I even start reading. Sharks are super sensitive to electrical fields. When small fish or mammals move, breathe, or swim near a shark, the fish realize... Oh, sorry. The fish release tiny electrical impulses by using specialized sense organs around its snout and mouth called ampullae of Jesus Christ, ampullae of Lorenzini, uh, for Stefano Lorenzini, the scientist who discovered them in the 1600s, sharks can sense the smaller creatures, whether they can actually see the fish or not. When that happens, bon appetit. sounds like a fucking art show. Are you going to see the ampullae of Lorenzini? Um, Okay, so there's sharks. Yeah, they got the little, little fucking, I guess, electrical fields. They got, what do you call it? What is with my brain this week? Electrical field detectors? How do you, how do you detect that shit? What's the name for it? It's not radar. It's not sonar. Who cares? All right. Yeah, I've already lost interest. Snakes have a special pit on the roofs of their mouths called the Jacobson's organ that allows them to taste the air. Oh, right. That's why they stick their tongue out and yum, 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 yum. You'd think they just stick it on their tongue. Um, as the snake flicks its tongue in and out, sense molecules are collected, scent molecules are collected and deposited in the pits, giving the snake a good sense of any prey that's around and available. Ooh, I taste your fear. Other animals, humans included, also, well, I thought these were things we don't have, fuck. Other animals, humans included, also have a Jacobson's organ in the backs of the nose. But in cats, dogs, horses, painted turtles, elephants, and others, the organ is highly sensitive. Painted turtles use it to smell underwater, and some animals use their Jacobson's organs to, by, sorry, by curling their upper lips the way cats smell with their mouths open. It's believed that the Jacobson's organ allows uh, animals to determine sexual readiness ooh, and to scope out <laughs> and to scope out its own or another animal's territory. Oh, its own or another man's term sexual readiness. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Can you imagine a guy like Harvey Weinstein? You're not ready, but I want you to be. <laughs> uh, that's disgusting. Uh, toothless whales. Sorry, toothed, toothed whales, which include dolphins, orcas, and porpoises, are blessed with a unique kind of echolocation. Uh, as they swim, they emit high-pitched clicks that bounce off objects and return. This helps the creature determine what it's sharing its water with, including the other animal's size, tex texture, and edibility. That's interesting, texture. Uh, and edibility. Edibility? How can you tell it's edibility? Based on size? This ability is made possible by a special fat-filled organ called a melon. Melon, it's M-E-L-O-N. Melon, uh, located in the whale's forehead. The clicks return through the melon. Melon, melon. Yeah, that's why, maybe that's why they call it your melon. Hey, watch your fucking melon there. My melon, sir, it's the melon. Melon. Um, located in the whale's forehead, the clicks return through the melon to the animal's jaw and then continue to its onto its brain. So that guys a little bit of information, right? Organs you don't have for my partners at portable press.com. Uncle John's bathroom reader nature calls. I think next week, uh, there's another article. That one wasn't as good as I thought. I didn't even pre-read it. I'm like, you know what? Oh, I like that idea. There's one called top seven animal, top seven animal body parts. We'd like to have which I figured ones we don't have might've been the same thing, but maybe ones we'd like to have. So maybe I'll read that one next week. Let me know if you're interested. All right. 
That's it all, it all lays on you guys, right? You're the ones that I ask. So, uh, absolute comedy. I got some weeks coming up. I got a week in uh, November, uh, headlining, sorry, uh, hosting in Ottawa. Um, I'm switching a week, uh, in Kingston hosting. And then of course in January hosting, sorry, headlining in Kingston the week before I headline my home club in Ottawa for, uh, my album taping. All right. January 24th and 25th taping my album. I'm going to be in Kingston headlining, celebrate my birthday on the Sunday, come home, hit the ground hard, run, run the hour and record it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, but in the meantime, absolute comedy has amazing shows, whether I'm there or not, uh, at three locations, Ottawa, Toronto, and Kingston, check out absolutecomedy.ca. Absolute comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. Did I forget anybody? Did I? Did I forget anyone? Of course not. My partner's with DK. Guys, sorry, that's my little note sheet there. Uh, Dorling Kindersley, right? So DK.com in my, uh, for my US listeners, add a slash and a CA at the end for my Canadian listeners, or just Google DK books. And this week, I got another great book from the Smithsonian. Uh, it's called Explorers, guys. Amazing Tales of the World's Greatest Adventurers. And it's got a foreword in it from Barbara Hillary, who is also an explorer. Okay. Uh, and I, I'll tell you a little bit, just a little bit about her in a bit. So let me just read the back to you. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to give it broad strokes. It's such a cool, pff, which one, which DK books aren't cool. Right? So this one says venture into steamy jungles in search of lost temples, fight off frostbite in the Arctic and blast off into space. Explorers looks at the amazing stories of more than 50 adventurers meet Jean Barre, who traveled around the world disguised as a man. Esteban Dorantes, a shipwrecked slave who made it the whole way across the American South, and Barbara Hillary, who trekked to the North Pole at the age of 75. Get ready to take a leap into the unknown. Yeah, the, this Barbara Hillary chick, chick, lady, woman. Um, yeah, I mean, this this is incredible. Except trekked to the North at fucking 75. Imagine that. Everything hurts right now. I don't want to walk the goddamn store. But she actually wrote the, uh, the foreword in the book, which is, which is pretty outstanding. They, they have it break, broken down because there's so many different kinds of exploring. They have it broken down by like sea and ice. Let me see how I can just rather than find the context, they do it by sea and ice. They do land, they do air and space. Um, really cool book. It's not done. Uh, the, the artwork in it is incredible. They talk about old Greek, uh, explorers, Viking explorers, they go, they, they run the gambit, Chinese explorers, they run the gambit. They, what I really like is the age of exploration. They've got this really cool sort of map of the world. And then they do like, like, uh, exploration lines. So like by, by sea where the boats traveled and things like that, they've got it broken down. They have a key with different colored, uh, jaunt lines. So you can see like Spanish expeditions, Dutch expeditions, English expeditions, Portuguese expeditions, and French expeditions. It's funny. Cause there's only like one French expedition and one Dutch expedition on this. Most of them are Spanish, English, or Portuguese. Uh, and even the Portuguese one's not as many, but at least there's more than one. It's mostly the English and the Spanish. Right. The two biggest languages spoken in the U S. Um, but it's really cool uh, cause you can see it broken down. You can see the different things, what they went for. Uh, Christopher Columbus. Hey, gets fucking page one. You know why? Cause he's the Tom Brady of, uh, explorers, huh? The Sidney Crosby, depending on where you're listening from in the world, the David Beckham. I don't know. Does that work for my European listeners? I don't know much about that. So yeah, he's the guy who gets, 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 this guy gets like fucking three pages. All right. He gets, uh, it's really cool. They, they break down sort of the, the, the routes and the things they don't go insanely in depth, but, but this is like a really good intro to a lot of explorers. I, the page that I particularly like is the dark side of exploration. So exploration has led to the sharing of knowledge about different cultures, animals, and landscapes around the world. However, 
it has had many terrible consequences, including disease, the slave trade, and even murder. Some of these negative effects are still being felt today. And of course, they talk about diseases, slavery, violence, and even extinction. Some animals, they got a picture of the goddamn dodo here. The dodo was a bird from the island of Mauritius in the Indian Ocean, which was hunted by European settlers so much that it completely died out. Heartbreaking. Hot fucking breaking. So there's all sorts of uh, explorers here that I've not heard of. Um, Jean Beret, Bungaree, Matthew Henson. Is that Jim Henson's son? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he's, uh, he's an American polar explorer. They got stuff like that in there. Um, I'm trying to find the ones that we all know. I, I love the supplies. They have a lot of them. Um, we have Jacques Cousteau, ocean explorer, right? That motherfucker goes all down the goofy look, the goofy looking blue shirt, red hatted guy that uh, Bill Murray played. And I can't remember the fucking name of the, sh the movie, but it's basically like a, a Jacques Clouseau type thing. But, uh, I like his quote here. I am an explorer, not a settler. My job is to reveal and then move on. I like it, but it shows some of his equipment and stuff that, that, that he used. Um, I want to find them again because they had uh, a lot of famous explorers. They have a thing, uh, there, here she is, Barbara Hillary. So guys, this woman American Polar Explorer. She was born in 1931. She's still an explorer person. She wrote the foreword in this book that came out in 2019. I don't know when she wrote the foreword. Couldn't have been that much longer before it, but she's fucking guys. 1931. She was born. She was 70 in the year 2000. She's like 90 close. Like she's pushing 90 right now. So she's still alive, still sharp as a fucking tack or, or, Sharp as a knife. I don't know. Sharp as a tack. Is that a, is that a compliment? I mean to compliment her with it, but yeah, went to the fucking, went to the polar, the polar fuck. Where'd she go? The North pole. Amazing. Amazing to me. The things these people do. They got a, they got a, a, a page on, uh, what's their face? Lewis and Clark. Right. And Sacagawea. I only know how to say her name because I watched night at the museum. Uh, but Sacagawea and, uh, Lewis and Clark. You know, they did some fantastic stuff. They got a, a page on old Chuck Darwin, right? Marco Polo's in here. So if you guys didn't know, and of course his influences, which is a good thing too, because it's always nice to see where some guys got their fucking ideas from. They didn't just come out of the womb and go, I'm going to change the world. People have influences on them. We all do. I have influences. Uh, Meriwether Lewis, William Clark, and Sacagawea. Really hope that's fun. I don't know. A great book, guys. It's about explorers. If you want to learn a little bit more, they've also got uh, what I think is really cool. Um, they got the space stuff in there. So exploring space, the the moon landing, things like that are in here. It's just a great book. You want to learn more about these people? Fucking learn it. But I really like at the end of the book, they've got this really kind of like honorable, so I'm sure I forget my way there so I can say some of the names because I forgot. There's one person who's like 35 years old and uh, and was like, uh, they got like little honorable mentions where you get like a little little paragraph about you. But uh, where is she? She's on the next page. Um, a lot, a lot of people here. There's about uh, about sixteen. Is there just the two pages of them? Yeah, sixteen times two. Uh, Laura Decker from 1995. All right, to present when she was just 14, this Dutch sailor announced her plan to become the youngest person ever to circumnavigate the globe alone. She achieved her dream just two years later, to the amazement of many. I mean, she was 16 fucking years old and she circumnavigated the globe. It doesn't say how she did that. I might look up a little bit more about her, but that this honorable mention section is kind of, kind of very cool. And what I really like is they have a glossary in here. So at first I was like looking away. I'm like castaway. Well, I know what that means. Person who has been stranded, for example, someone who has swum to shore or an island after their boat has sunk. Pretty much the cast, the storyline of all these different uh, island movies. My boat broke. Um, but then they have like something like, uh, like because we all know what that is, right? But then if you look at something like ethnogra ethnography, study and recording of a particular culture or society, uh, where was another one that I found? No, there was, there's another word in here. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that one means. Maybe it was right in it. I know what circumnavigate means. Colonize conservation cosmonaut. We know that one deforestation empire. Okay. Well, I, I could have sworn there was a word I didn't know, but, uh, where was it? I know what the urbanium is. Well, what about Patagonia? I don't know what that is region of the South of South America. Nah, I could have looked that up. That one doesn't feel like something I've heard much. All right. Well, whatever. Fuck it. I guess it, I guess it meant more. <laughs> before, but yeah, there's a cool little glossary anthro anthropology. We know that one apothecary. It was like the old fucking medicines. It was like, it was like the, the pharmacist beforehand, right? We all know that. Don't we? That's what I get from playing like Assassin's Creed games. I get to learn some fucking words every now and again. All right. Well guys, that's the first one, huh? Explorers, amazing tales of the world's greatest adventurers. And of course I've been, uh, I've been giving you guys a, a little bit of extra taste of some stuff because of the fact that, uh, 
you know, uh, DK is revving up for the holiday season. They got a shitload of great books coming out and, uh, I'm not going to get through them if I just do one a week. I'll be, I'll be reviewing stuff from November in, in January. So we got to do a few a week. And you know what? I'll tell you this explorers is a great book. And I'll bet you while these guys were exploring guys and gals, while these folks were exploring the world, I'm sure that they would have run into an anthology of intriguing animals, which is the next book I've got guys. This wonderful collection of more than 100 incredible creatures is a book to treasure. Read amazing stories and fascinating facts about your favorite animals and discover surprising new facts along the way. From hippos to, sorry, from hippos and hedgehogs, lemurs and lions, each animal is shown in colorful, crisp detail, bringing the animal kingdom to life. Of course, I didn't even mention that with the last one. If it's a DK book, guys, you have to expect, you have the right to your expectations of beautiful artwork and amazing imagery. Okay. So an anthology of intriguing animals. Here's what I like about this book. All right. This book on every page on every, sorry, I apologize. On every set of pages. So every time you flip the pages you get to, you get a new animal. Okay. So they've got giraffes, hippopotamus, the shark, uh, penguins. I love listening to my buddy, Paul Verzi say penguins. He calls them penguins. I'm looking at these penguins and these penguins over here. And then they got these little fucking penguins and I'm, it's just hilarious, but there's the pages that rang. I think, so here's what I like about this book. This book, are the pages even numbered? Yes, they are. So it's over 200 pages, big, big imagery. And there isn't a shitload of text on each page, but beautiful imagery. You know what I like about these guys? These books right now are available at Costco. Okay. I saw, uh, well, I'm going to, I'll tell you the name of the other one. The other one's wonders of nature. These are clearly in the same series. Okay. So you have an intriguing anthology of animals. The other one is wonders of nature. And I'll get to that in a second in the anthology of animals. These are amazing book guys book. These are amazing book. Okay. I come to country from homeland. I find amazing book in Canada. These are amazing books. Okay. And the fact that you get a nice big, like they've got some animated imagery and photography on the pages. So it's just great. You guys are buying those little books that are like a quarter inch of cardboard per page, which makes no sense. I guess it's durable for the kids, but your kids learning like seven animals by the time the book's done, you're shelling out eight bucks for that. Cause it's, Oh, look at the colors. This book has, I don't, I don't, it's not overwhelming colors. You, I, you gotta, you gotta go online to dk.com. Uh, in the States slash CA in Canada and look at it. Cause crocodile has big imagery. There's an image, like the big real crocodile head. They've got a tiny little crocodile, uh, animated crocodile on the side. And then the whole background is like purple. And then you flip the page and its background is green, you know, and a different animal with an animated version and a real life photo. Every single page. I'm telling you this right now, guys. If you got a Costco in your area or go on DK's website and buy this book, this is the kind of book that rather than your kids and you getting sick of it in, in, you know, well, we've already read that one. It's the same five pages. Open the book up. Let your kid just go crazy and pick a couple pages and let them look at these pictures while you read a little bit of something about the animal to them. It's simple enough stuff. There's wolves, hippos, pandas, gorillas, fucking amazing pictures in this book. All right. This is where your money should go for a, for a, a imagery to your kids, because this is, this is the animated and the real pictures you're, it's going to, I'll tell you what, this book is going to last your kid a lot longer because not only can they look at the pictures when they're young, when they get a little bit older, they can actually read the stuff to themselves. You're not getting four animals for 10 bucks. You go to Costco guys right now. All right. In Canada. So I can only imagine how much cheaper it is in the States. All right. This is a $26 book. Well worth the money. I'm telling you right now, you've spent way more money on children's books that last no time at all. Okay. But this book right here, I mean, it's great for adults too. I'm just saying it's very, it's a very cool book to have, but I, I see the value in this as something to read with your kids. All right. Cause you might learn a little thing or two about the animals, but your kids are definitely learning. It's $26 in Canada. It's $20 in the U S I picked up one of these DK sent me the wonders of nature. And I, and I had missed out on, uh, on getting the animal one. I hadn't thought of it at the time. I thought it was, ah, it's a kid's book, but I'm like, you know what? I actually had a chance to, to see the wonders of nature when they sent it to me. Um, 14 bucks at Costco. Okay. $26 in Canada. You go to Costco, you get it for 14 bucks. I can only imagine it being even cheaper in the States. So, uh, or anywhere else in the world, guys, just do your thing. Pick it up. That is the uh, anthology of intriguing animals. And then if you know what, it's exact, well, not exact. It is I very identical thing of wonders of nature. So explorers must've come across all kinds of intriguing animals and wonders of nature. These ones I really like because you got something like spike moss, 
in here, which I'd never even heard of, but there's a nice big picture of it. It looks good. There's toadstools. That is super cool to see what a toadstool looks like. Cause I've never actually seen the, the red and white dotted toadstools like they have in the, the mushroom kingdom, what Amber looks like. All right. And they've got a nice big piece of Amber here with a mosquito inside it. What's that? What's that calling back to, huh? Jurassic park. We know that there's fossils, marble, sandstone. So this one here is not just, uh, Corin, they have corundum, ruby and sapphire, stuff like that. So this one's not just about like animals. You can find the man of war in this, which is a type of jellyfish and looking inside it to see all the different little coils and stingers and stuff it has. There's, there's the explanation of coral in here. There's sponge, different kinds of ant. There are a few different animals, but mostly sea holly and dandelions and sunflowers. Another great book to show your kid. You know what I mean? Let them learn a little something. There's tumbleweed in this. Well, how does a tumbleweed come to be? Huh? There's all sorts of different things, guys. Even maple, right? Maple tree, beautiful gum tree. Never heard of it. Um, so anyways, I don't know. I, it's, it's a beautiful book guys. It, it really is absolutely beautiful. Both the wonders of nature and, uh, an anthology of intriguing animals. They go side by side. Check out the pictures on socials. They'll be up shortly to show you what, uh, what's available and what you, where you can get it. Um, but amazing books absolutely outstanding. They're going to be amazing, amazing kids books. I'm telling you, they will last much longer than just about anything else that you have. And, uh, you know, if you go to Costco, they're both available at Costco right now, the wonders of nature and the anthology of uh, intriguing animals, go get them, go get them before they're gone. Uh, explorers, you're going to have to do a little bit of work for you. you have to go on there and order it yourself. Uh, but it's a beautiful book as well, guys. That's uh, a lot of time talking about DK, but not a moment of it wasted because DK is fucking fantastic this week. Yours truly is going to continue stressing until I get an email e-transfer. Um, but I have got some things coming up. I will be doing a show in Montreal with my buddy, Mikey LeBlanc tomorrow night. Um, looking forward to doing that. Hopefully, uh, we'll not get paid in gift cards <laughs> this time. No, we've got a, we've got a cash agreement. Then, uh, I got a great show coming up in, uh, Renfrew at Finnegan's Roadhouse. Uh, they've renamed it. Then they've got a showroom downstairs. I'm actually very excited to do this show. I had a blast last time. They, I do their heckle holes for them uh, during the summertime for their golf tournament. Great time. Can't wait to be there. Really looking forward to it. Um, and then this weekend I'm going to be doing, uh, some promo for McCafe. I'm going to be handing out coffee, the best drive-through coffee you can get. Um, uh, you know, out of town and then, uh, I'm going to be doing Thanksgiving dinner with my buddy, Mike LeBlanc again. We did, uh, we did that together last year. Thanksgiving he invited me to spend time with his family. That was before our trip to, uh, to Los Angeles. And, so uh, we're doing it again this year. We had a good time. We're going to do it again. So that's it. I got some Thanksgiving stuff coming up, uh, with friends and, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's life. Yeah. And then next week I'm going to be doing another blood services thing again. So lots of stuff coming up before I talk to you guys again. Hopefully I have some more stories. Don't make an ass of myself while I'm out there living. And let's hope that I get an email that is going to make me feel infinitely better. Otherwise, uh, I'll be shaking this one off for a while for a long, long while. So, uh, yeah, you listen, you guys have a great week. Don't take any wooden nickels and don't leave town before you get paid for anything. Um, have a great week. The sun, uh, the weather's starting to get a little colder. So enjoy every sunny day. It's beautiful outside. I am going to fucking go smoke a cigar and have a glass of whiskey because fuck me in the asshole. I deserved it. What a horrible thing to say. Um, thank you to all my sponsors. Thank you to you guys for listening. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you soon. 